Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. We're ready to rock and roll. We got a solo episode today. Is work-life balance attainable? <laughs> Still trying to figure that one out, but let's talk about ways that we can make that happen. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, welcome. Let's do this thing. It's just me and all of you today. Guest, uh, guest couldn't make it, so here we go. Work-life balance. What is Work-life balance. I got to start off with like probably the most obvious thing for me is I don't 100% know if I have this solution. I don't think I do. Uh, and one of the main reasons why is because I believe it just doesn't exist. I don't think there is such thing as work-life balance. I think from the very onset of this thing, I mean, multitasking, for example, right? Um, I've always heard it said that women can multitask better than men can. And the truth of the matter is we as human beings cannot multitask. Our attention is only focused on one thing and one thing at a time. Sometimes our eyes can be focused on one thing, but our mind in another spot because we can only focus our attention on one thing. Now we can do a lot of little tasks at the same time. Right, one task and move on to the next task and then come back to this task. I don't know about you guys, but my tabs on my computer are a perfect example of what I think balance actually is. If you're like me, you have a million tabs open. I use Google Chrome and there's a bunch of tabs. There's even a method where you can drop down if you right click on the tab, it'll, it'll group them. You can create subgroups of tabs in your browser, right? What does that mean? It means I'm not looking at every single tab all the time. I'm just pretending maybe that I can go and look at this tab and go back to work and what I was doing. And I, I'll, I'll give you another perfect example. So I have my Gmail inbox. I have my calendar. I have StreamYard. I have my uh, CRM system open. Um, I have my YouTube open. I have Canva open. I have like all these different things for content creation, right? Oh, that's just tabs, not even counting the programs. And when I talk about you can't, you know, balance doesn't exist. You can't do more than two things at once. I want to get a lot of things done in a day. And I'm sure most of you do too. You just can't. Not all at once. Not you by yourself. Balance does not exist. Focus does. Right. So balance does not exist, but focus does. And I'm John here on my notes because I wrote a couple a couple of different things that I wanted to talk about. Focus does exist, but balance does not. If I want to focus my attention on content creation, maybe it's creating clips for batch content. Right. So a bunch of clips that we can put online. I'm going to have to sit there and focus my attention. On that particular episode or whatever I'm clipping in that program. Focusing my attention on where do I want to make the cut? Where do I want to put a transition? Do I want to make this change? Do I want to add some B-roll? I'm focused. This is what I'm doing. 
while I'm focused on this thing, this project that I'm trying to focus my attention on, that I'm trying to get accomplished because maybe it's going to move me in another direction or push me forward or whatever it is, I am not focused on my family. I am not focused on, I don't know, schoolwork. I am not focused on video games. I'm not focused on sales calls. I can't. My mind can only do one thing at a time. Now, I can switch, right? Move over and say, okay, I'm done creating content. I'm going to make calls now. Or I am done making calls now. I am going to podcast. Or I am done podcasting. I am going to create, uh, I don't know, TikToks or Reels or whatever. I can shift. I can bounce from one thing to another. But that doesn't mean there's balance. So when you hear this constant thing about work-life balance, what does that mean? What does that actually entail? So, you know, trying to define that for myself, I think is different than trying to define it for other people. You see, if I try to define what work-life balance is for you, who is listening right now or watching, it's damn near impossible for me to define what your work-life balance is because I don't know what you value. I don't know what you're aspiring to do. I don't know what your focus is on. But if we sit down and have a conversation, you know, maybe we can narrow down some of that stuff and then we can focus in on a plan of action, right? Now, this is, this to me is one of the biggest things. How do you maintain work-life balance? You plan for it. You plan for a specific time to start working. You plan for a specific time to stop working. You plan to reach a specific goal. Specific. Couldn't say that right. You plan to reach that specific goal. You plan to work out. You plan to eat better. You plan to create content. You make a plan. But that's not where it ends, right? Because we can spend most of our life in the planning phase. And we will, we will start to feel this work-life off balance if all we do is plan. I mean, that happens in my life a lot. I feel like currently in this particular moment in my life, I feel like I'm doing that same thing. And I got to take a step back. I spent some time today uh, journaling. Normally I do it in the evening, but I spent some time journaling to try to reflect on my thoughts. This morning I went for a run and halfway through my run, I turned off all my music, all books, audios, nothing, just to be in my thoughts. Because I feel like I have this idea of what I believe my balance is for work. But it doesn't always necessarily pan out with what my kids believe is a balance, or my wife believes is a balance, or my friends believe is a balance. And that's okay too. Right? So be reasonable with yourself. Be reasonable with the plans and the goals that you set. I, you know, there's this thing in, in business and in, in goal planning, um, big, hairy, audacious goals, right? Big, hairy, audacious goals. And for, for many people, I think setting a big, hairy, audacious goal is great. It gives you a focus, something to, something to shoot for. But for a lot of people, and myself included, those big, hairy, audacious goals are fuzzy. They're not super clear for me. You know what's super clear for me? tomorrow. I know exactly what I'm doing tomorrow. You know what's super clear for me right now? I know that it is podcast time and I'm jumping on this thing and I'm going to make sure it's happened, but it's reasonable for me to have this in my time, in my, in my calendar. 
It's reasonable for me to know that tomorrow morning I'm getting up and running. I know that it's reasonable that I'm going to stick to my you know, healthy eating diet for the most part as best I can. Right? I make reasonable parts of my plans. And yes, there's a big, hairy, audacious goal. But because that goal is so out there, it's my North Star. It's, you know, Think about it. You go outside, you look at the North Star, you can find the North Star, but there's a lot of other stars in the sky. And the North Star gives you a great pointer, but it doesn't necessarily tell you exactly where you're going. And that's why I feel like the, those big, hairy, audacious goals, those give you an idea of where you want to go. It's a, it's a, it's a, a I don't know, marker in the future. But it doesn't mean that you're actually going to reach that point because life changes and life alters and it moves. And, you know, for me to, to have this big, hairy, audacious goal, and then in my life, I've entered into being a father, being a husband, being a teacher, being a mentor, being a podcast host. All those things pull from my time to try to maintain some sort of work balance would be ridiculous. So be reasonable with the plan that you set for yourself. And for what, what, what's worked for me is the plan. Plans are great. Setting goals. Fine. Having dreams and aspirations, awesome. But if your plan doesn't have action steps in it, and I mean things that you actually have to do, then all you're doing is dreaming. Right? And, and this, this, I don't know, crux, this catch 22 of making big dreams and lacking of action plans, I think I struggle with on a regular basis. This is where procrastination kicks in. This is where you're always searching for motivation. This is where you start to feel stressed out because you're not achieving what you wanted to achieve. And this is where you start to feel that idea of I'm out of balance. I've been talking to a lot of people on the show lately and they have different interpretations of mindset, different interpretations of you know, what we believe to be the pillars in our lives where we can maintain that balance. Uh, and And... For me, those three things, and people come at them in different, different ways, but for me, they are your health, your wealth, and your relationships. Right? Those are the three pillars in my life that I think are super focused that bring me happiness, right? My health. I spend a lot of time on my health. I mean, running six miles every day, trying to eat right, doing you know, a second workout in a day, which is like weights and sit-ups and all that stuff. Health is very important. And I've made time in my schedule for those things to happen. Wealth. I literally come on this show every day talking about business, trying to learn from other entrepreneurs, trying to implement marketing strategies and products and services for clients uh, in the insurance space, taxes, real estate, all these different places. Wealth is always going to be a struggle for me. And I think the reason why is because every level that I get to I said that big, hairy, audacious goal, and I'm working to that next one, right? And so even though I've reached a new level, I feel like I'm always at the bottom of where I'm going because there's always so much ahead of me. And yeah, I can stop and look at where I've come from and appreciate and be grateful for all the trials and tribulations and the accomplishments I've had. But remember, we're creatures that live in this moment today. And so even though you may have had a lot of success, or maybe you've haven't you're starting both levels the bottom and what we would think is the top but where you're at today you still are going to feel that 
offset of not being balanced. Right? Because maybe it's one of those three pillars for me. The other one was relationships. And I am really good. I mean, braggadociously good at setting appointments. The evidence is in the podcast. But what I suck at, what I'm not very good at, is maintaining those relationships long term. I should do better at it. So when I look at my own life's perspective, health, wealth, and relationships, I see where my weaknesses are. I see the things that I need to work on. And because I know that they exist, because I'm, I'm, I see them as part of something that's off, I have an opportunity to fix them. But I've spent, I guess, I guess you can call it quality time, but I've spent a lot of time in silence or in books or in speeches or in whatever it is amongst people trying to figure out what makes them feel like they have that work-life balance? What makes them feel like they have achieved a level of success? How do they define success? And I, I've done a lot of that for a long time. And it wasn't until recently, until this year, where I started to look at this work-life balance as introspective versus, you know, trying to ask everybody else how they feel about it. 700 plus interviews that we've done on this show. And one of the things I've learned is nobody knows the answers to everything. And the answers that work for one entrepreneur may not work for another entrepreneur. And it's crazy. Um, that idea of, well, if you did it, then I can do it too. Because I strongly believe that. But the way you did it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way I'm going to do it. I don't know. It's a trip. All right. Let's go back to the list. Okay, back to the list. So, um... Another thing to help with your work-life balance, be willing to say no. Be willing to say no. Um, I am a people pleaser. I definitely want to, I want you to like me. It's one of my biggest flaws. I want you to like me. Um, in fact, I would, uh, how can I put this? Let's see. I do things for people a lot because I'm, a, I'm always afraid that they're going to dislike me. That makes me say yes to a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have said yes to. But, like the Joker, I'm a man of my word. And so when I say I'm going to do something, like I, I, I got to do it. But if you're willing to say no to more things, if you're willing to say, you know what? That doesn't fit in my calendar. I just don't have the time to do that. You are freeing up that time to do things that you want in your life, to add into your life some more time for those pillars that are important to you. So if I say no to some sort of business opportunity or some sort of time suck or some sort of personal obligation or whatever it is, if I can say no to those things, then that gives me time to be me a little more. Maybe that gives me time, or in your case, right, if you're doing it for yourself, maybe it gives you time to work out. Maybe it gives you time to um, build that side hustle, make that content. Dude, getting yourself, giving yourself the gift of time is one of the things that has dramatically changed my life. As I was journaling today, I was trying to reflect back on where I created some of my good habits. 
And at the same time, where I created some of my bad habits. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to always start a new habit and replace an, an old bad habit, right? And so I remember in COVID, when COVID first started, I decided that I was going to get myself in shape. And we started with the push-ups and the sit-ups and that sort of stuff. Because I felt that that part of my life was lacking. I'd always been an athlete growing up as a kid, played baseball, played football, you know, did all those things. And then somewhere around my 30s, you know, we get comfortable with being a parent. We get comfortable with our career and we sort of let our bodies go by the wayside. And so when COVID happened, I decided I was going to take control of that aspect of my life. And I got down to doing some work and I set myself. I was reasonable with myself. Right? I set an audacious goal. I set the goal of I'm going to do 200 pushups a day. Mind you, I hadn't done push-ups in a long time, so that was kind of hairy and audacious. But I was reasonable with myself. I said, I'm going to do 200 push-ups in a day. I'm going to give myself four hours to do that. Every hour, my alarm will go off, and I will drop at that moment wherever I'm at, and I'm going to do my 50 push-ups. And if it takes me an hour to do my 50 push-ups, then it takes me the whole hour. And if I can do it in less, then great. Big, hairy, audacious plan was my focus, right? I didn't want to, I wanted to make sure that I gave up some of my time and invested it in what I wanted to fix to maintain that balance again. I set a, uh, a plan that was kind of audacious, but I made it reasonable for me to take action. And then I did it. And I heard this thing the other day, and I have this on my notes as well. Plan actions, not goals. There's so many people who plan these goals, but they don't take the action necessary. So if I planned the action every hour that my phone went off, I was going to drop and do push-ups. That was the action plan. The goal was to look like Ryan Reynolds in Blade. That's where I first saw my man crush, by the way, Ryan Reynolds. When Ryan Reynolds took off his shirt, I was like, dude, this guy's ripped dope. I want to look like that. So that was my goal is to get in physical shape where like Thor status, you take off your shirt and people are like, ooh, nice. That was the goal. But I was reasonable with my expectations because if, if you're not reasonable with your expectations, if you don't set this thing as, as it's not instantaneous that it's going to take time, you're going to give up on yourself or worse, you're never going to start. And that's where the work-life balance falls. Because it's not a big deal if your life is slightly out of balance. But if you're not taking care of your health and we're going through a pandemic, or worse, we're not even going through a pandemic anymore, but you're still not taking care of yourself, it starts to get scary. You know, I have aunts, uncles um, that are going through their own health issues. And it, we're Mexican, dude. So diabetes is really prevalent, heart disease, cholesterol, all these things. And it's scary to see some you know, family members begin to experience the negative aspects of a lifelong uh, imbalance when it comes to their health. It's sad. It's scary. But it's also a warning. Now, I had the opportunity this weekend. I was in, in Las Vegas, so that's why I was gone for a couple days. And uh, I was sitting with, uh, with one of my wife's aunts, and we were talking about health and the struggle that it takes to make some of these changes. But the reason she's making these changes 
is because she she literally goes to the doctor and they give her basic like life threatening news change or this will happen there are plenty of stories out there where people are like hey you go to the doctors we're gonna have to chop off this foot if you don't make a change and people make that change fear is a big motivation for change it just is and you fear having a, a an off-balance work life or you fear losing a relationship because you're too focused on work or you fear losing work and business because you're too focused on your relationships or worse, you're in bad health and you lose all of it because you can't keep yourself healthy. I get it. The health side, there are things that are uncontrollable, genetics and all these types of things. And that's sad, of course. But for most people, these are things that you can do for yourself. And when I was talking to, to my aunt the other day, it was cool to hear her say stuff like, I just cut out sodas and that made a big difference. You know, I dropped so much weight and I know you can't tell, but I can feel the difference. This is your life getting back into balance. It's not balanced because you've lost 150 pounds and you're super ripped and all that stuff. No, no, no. That's the end result. That's you balancing the scales and getting to that next spot. All right, next, next section. One thing. There's a book called The One Thing. And the story behind this is in your life, there are a number of things that you want to fix. You want to maybe fix the car. You want to do your backyard. You want to make more money. You want to help your relationship. You got to, like, there's a ton of things that you want to do. But every day, if you can just focus on one thing, well, which one thing? Well, this is really what it comes down to, right? What's the most impactful thing that you can do today to take yourself to that next level, to get yourself in a position to move forward? For me, every single day, the first thing that I have to do is I have to do my workout. If I can do my workout, I feel like I'm accomplished, like I've taken care of myself, like I've given myself the energy boost or pushed out all the toxins. That's my one thing for my physical. My one thing for my relationships. Make sure you tell your kids you love them every day. Make sure you give your wife a kiss every day. Make sure you have pillow talk or whatever it is you need to do every single day. Right? If I could do this one thing every day and I do this one thing every single day, I make sure kids, for example, every single day I make sure they know and I've told them that I love them and that I want them to be the best version of themselves they can be. Because if I walk out that door, get in the car, and it's the last time they ever see me, they know I've been telling them this every day. My health, I take care of. I feel in balance. My relationships, I continue to work on. I feel I'm in balance. I'm balanced there. So then there's the wealth. What's the one thing that you can do in your business that's going to take you to the next level? Is it creating those pieces of content? Is it making those sales calls? Is it going to that event? Is it networking? Is it whatever it is? You know, there's something in your business, one thing, and it takes time for you to step back, look at all the sea of things that an entrepreneur has to do, and then narrow in on the just one, right? And then get that thing done. So how do you do that? Maintain balance, you need to also use the damn calendar. Use it. You don't have work-life balance most of the time is because you don't balance your time right. 
There's only 24 hours in a day. And if you're wasting most of them loosely because you just don't know what you're doing, you don't have a plan for the day, so you just like a fart in the wind, you just go. It's no wonder that you have that aspect of your life unbalanced. You don't have control of it. You're kind of just, eh, I'll figure it out later. We don't want to face that demon, right? But the calendar helps us do those things. So I know on my calendar, I'm, first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is 4.30 a.m. We're going to get ready. We're going to go work out. I know that at a certain time, I have to make sure I leave the house. I mean, I'm a teacher, so definitely most of the teaching days are set on a calendar. Bell rings, you keep going, right? But what happens after that? Sometimes it's days that I got to pick up my kids after school. So other times it's days that I got to go meet, you know, have lunch with somebody. Other days it's come home and work on ads. Other days it's different things, but make sure you have it on your calendar. I live and die by my calendar. My kids' soccer practice schedule is on my calendar. Date nights are on the calendar. The calendar is the thing that's going to save you. It's going to relieve some of that stress. You can easily see what you got going on, what you got scheduled for the next week, month, or whatever. The podcast, for example, is booked out 10 weeks in advance. I literally book out my vacation times for an entire year ahead of time before I even open up the year calendar because the podcast will fill up. And this is part of my life. This podcast is part of my work life. Balance. It makes me happy when I hop on the show when I'm creating content, when I'm meeting new entrepreneurs. I'm fascinated by business. I love learning everything I possibly can from books and authors and experienced entrepreneurs, which is why I'm on the show every day. This is why I do this thing. I'd be doing it even if it wasn't live. I'd just be doing it just because I'd be doing it. It brings me happiness on the wealth side. It brings me happiness on my uh, relationship sides. Building new relationships. Can I get better at all those things? Absolutely. Do I have the answer to everything? Hell no. Am I f trying to figure it out as I turn 40? Still. But that's okay too. There's no such thing as work-life balance. It's just what you want to focus on. Here's the last thing I want to say before we head out for today. If you're worried about work-life balance, if people are stressing you out, in your work-life balance, maybe it's, you know, I'll go with relationships. It could be in your, uh, in your wealth section, you know, dependability. It's because of the expectations that you set on other people. There's one thing that's for sure is that other people will let you down. Right? I'm not saying other people are bad or anything like that. All I'm saying is what you expect to get done, what you would do is different from what other people would do. And you're destined to hurt your work-life balance or you stress yourself out when you set expectations on other people because um, at the end of the day, they're going to let you down. Now, if you're clear about what you want done with these expectations, you set your systems in place. Um, my ba best example I got is like McDonald's, right? When you walk in, you know how to clock in, you know how to take orders, you know how to process things. Like The expectations are set because the process is in place. But when you set expectations on other people, like you expect them to care as much about your business as you do, to be motivated to work out when you want to work out, to have those uh, feelings when you're ready to have those feelings, that's where the mistakes happen. 
Don't expect other people to think and feel and do what you do at the same level that you can do it. They're going to do it at their level. They're going to do it in their way, and they're going to do it on their time. Now, if you take the time to develop your processes, that'll help mitigate that stuff. But as long as you set expectations on other people without having a process in place, you got to be prepared to be disappointed. And if it's part of your work-life balance, you're going to feel stressed and out of balance. Just don't set those expectations on other people. Just give them processes, give them systems, give them things to work on. But their other expectations, good luck with that. All right, ladies and gents, work-life balance. I enjoy doing the show every single day. I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. Make sure if you do me a favor, if you can, our number one rule in business is to be of service to others. So if you can do me a favor, just a friendly reminder to like, share, and subscribe. Because, you know, every time you do, you help an entrepreneur find a customer and a customer find a solution to their problem. So hit me up if you guys have any questions, uh, content creation, podcast creation. We're here to help businessbros.biz. We'll see you guys again manana. Peace. And we're out. Thanks for watching the Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more customers.